welcome to that gay shit podcast. I'm your host, Little Richard. Um, rest in power, King. Um, we love you. And you are just the best. You are the trailblazer. You know, I can't I can't even think of Prince without Little Richard. So I really That's true. I saw this one picture where it was like, oh, Prince lifted his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, Prince wasn't the queer icon we needed, but you know, Little Richard was. And so I just want to say thank you to Little Richard Ashe. We loved you. We, we, we love you, you know, thank you for your contribution. You had to be rude to my good sis. I was not being rude to Prince. He's a queer icon, but he wasn't queer. He wasn't giving it to the girls. I'm, you know what I mean. <laughs> he played gender. You know, I'm not a woman. I'm not a man. But he was talking about God. Anyway, I'm also your host, um, Eric Badu's Pussy Incense. Oh, Lord. Is she, is she really selling those things? Because I, I tried and they were sold out. I remember that day that we discovered the website. I feel like somebody got some. I feel like there were some. I don't know how limited the quantities were, but I feel that some were sold. <laughs> I would like to believe. You know, that's actually... Uh, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. <laughs> so, this week we're doing episode five of season one of Noah's Art called Nothing Going On But The Rent. Mm-hmm. And it's stylized so that there's no G anywhere in the sentence. It is nothing going on but the rent, just like the song. Um, By it's The Weather movie. Girls. Isn't No, that's not The Weather Girls. No. no, I feel like I know this. Let's Google. Nothing going on but the rent. You got to have a J. Gwen Guthrie? Oh, okay, Gwen Guthrie. Okay, okay. Another icon. Is she alive? If you want to be. Oh, we know we lost another icon, uh, Betty Wright. We losing all of our icons, you know, that you know. that you do the auntie cleanup to, you know? Yeah. Um Gwen passed in nineteen ninety nine. Okay, nineteen ninety nine. Um, and who else did we lose? Um Andre uh Andre Harrell, like, who gave us ghetto fabulous. Oh girl, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. You had that article. Now I have to get Bitch magazine because you had the article with um with uh my girl Brooklyn White. Um, going through the history of uh, Ghetto Fabulous. So keep that. Keepsake. All right. I have the what? The who? The Bitch Magazine. Girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have a few issues with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're doing nothing going on but the rent, which is... Um, okay. So let's recap the last episode. Okay. So basically what had happened was um, you know, a Chance and Eddie are pretty much over. Over! Um, (laughs) um, Noah and Wade are on good terms. Girl, you go ahead, because I don't know what last episode. So last episode was the drag episode, right? Yes, it was. um, um, Alex really wanted to try drag. Seemed like maybe it was a thing that he had, like, 
put off for a while or was tempted to, was scared, and they went ahead and did that. He had the jitters, so the rest of the girls joined in, and we got a cute montage of that. Um, Eddie confronted Chance um, and, you know, told him off for planning, plotting and planning his infidelity, and also met a homo thug in the bathroom named T-Money, who was way too gross and sexually harassing him, but I guess that's just the way it is. Um, I feel like there was another plot. Uh, was it one of the sex toys or was that the one before the... What's going on with... Um, what happened with Wade and... Uh, basically, Wade and... Um, not Wade. Uh, Trey and Alex were using sex toys as an intermediary. Yeah, I don't know if that was... And then, I don't think that you was know, the same episode. It was. They because were, Alex they, was dealing with the drag thing. Yeah, it was. They did the drag thing and then they got uh-huh. them. They went home together. And, you know, their relationship okay. is just as hot as ever. And... Um, in the last episode, we also met uh, 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 Wade's friend Guy, and so that comes up in this right, next episode as well. Right. That's the third plot. So, yeah. uh, no, I don't. I don't think the sex toys was, this episode, was the last episode because we only had three plots, and I think the okay. third one was that Noah wanted to meet Wade's friends, and Wade yeah. was being weird about it. He was like sports bar, blah blah blah, and then of course You're he right. like tried to. Butch Noah up and it was weird. Anyway, they got over that. He introduced Noah to his friends and here we are in some new sense of normalcy. So in this episode, um, how many plots do we have? Well, we definitely have um, Noah's birthday is approaching and uh, Wade finds out on short notice so he tries to make a bunch of surprises for him meanwhile Noah is dealing with rent issues and sells his car um, Chance is getting thug lessons which both amuses and amuses everyone <laughs> I just want to say I like how the last episode was an exploration of like femininity and this episode is like an exploration of like masculinity Mm-hmm. That's true. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. like boom, bing, so mm-hmm. side A, side B. Um, and Ricky is a really bad friend, and I think that's everything that happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I will start this off. A rant. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. It's literally my favorite episode. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh. We the opening shot is of Alex. Oh my god, this look is so two thousands. Um, Alex has on this like I guess it's an Ed Hardy hat. I'm guessing because it has the tiger. It has the tiger on it, and it's a black Ed Hardy hat with a tiger, bedazzled tiger in the front. He has on a um on a on a um what is this a shirt called? It's like a long sleeve. It's like a baseball, a baseball. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a baseball tee that they wear. It doesn't have a team on it. It's just, you know, it's a blank shirt um, with black sleeves and white. Um, he has on a belt buckle. Again, belt buckles in the 2000s were on it, okay? He has on a belt. The shirt is tucked in slightly in the front, but out in the back. And he has on jeans. Noah, meanwhile, has on this, um, This I believe this is Ed Hardy. Or or what's the other one? It looks like it's supposed to be. 
Huh? I don't. I don't what know it, what the other okay. one is. Yeah, it was like it was. It was Ed Hardy, Von Dutch. It was a lot of these like name uh, oh, lucky, lucky God. brands. Yeah, Meg the Stallion tried I to bring that back. That. Yeah, Von Dutch. Yeah, she had like a cute little um, Instagram spread in Von Dutch. I was like, girl, oh, please God. don't bring that back. Oh, you and Normani is working on my nerves trying to bring back the two thousands. But here we go. Okay, so Noah has on this Ooh. pink. Uh, Hardy shirt. It has on like these two checkered flags with a skull in the middle, and then it has he has on a belt over his shirt. Um, it's untucked in with with wait. He has on jeans, and then he has on like a scarf <laughs> tied around his inner thigh. <laughs> Do you see this girl? <laughs> um, bro, yeah, I don't I don't know what that's about. That he always just tied a bandana in some very random place. <laughs> Okay, and so they're they're at the swap meet, and so they're walking, and you know they're like, "Why the fuck are we at the swap meet?" So um, they're just explaining what the swap meet is, I guess, for viewers who've never been. And Alex explains, "You can buy anything here: clothes, shoes, jewelry, electronics, everything." Um, That's called a lampshade, by the way. A lampshade. People do that on. Okay. When they explain something clearly for the viewer, really. Okay. Oh, is that really what it's called? Thank you, girl. Um, and so we learned <laughs> we learned that um, that Chance has called the girls here, and they're like, no, um, Noah's like, since when is anything about Chance ghetto? And so Chance appears. Chance is wearing. <laughs> Chance is wearing. <laughs> hold on, I can't even. Okay, so Chance is in full thug appeal. Uh, thug. Um. Uh. What am I like? What's the word I'm looking for? Thug appeal. He has on a baby blue bandana that's tied in the manner of like Tupac with tied in the front. He has on. Yes, he actually exactly. looks. He actually looks like a lot. He look. He looks trade. Okay, I'll get Chance this. He looks trade. He has on a gold if chain. Talk or move. Yes, he doesn't. <laughs> His mannerisms are just so, like, I guess this is what I am. Like, I'm not really trade. I don't give trade. But, you know, I'm very, like, educated. And so I guess I cannot hide that, you know? Is that elitist? <laughs> um, no. No? You don't think so? I'm just, I'm not, like, saying I'm, I'm smarter than everyone. I'm just saying that. Because I am educated, <laughs> <laughs> my affectations, they come off as like being, you know, pretentious, but I'm really not. I'm really like down to earth. I'm working class. You know, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not like the girl. Okay. So, <laughs> so Chance has on, uh, um, I guess he's wearing the same nameless uh, jersey that, football jersey that. T Money was wearing in the last episode. I think that T Money sells these kinds of things. Oh, really? Probably. I mean, look at his little shop. That's a me. Yes, probably. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, so Noah says, since when is anything about Chance Ghetto? And so Chance appears and he says, what up, dog? And they stare at him. They're like, girl, dog? What the fuck? Um, And so not too sooner does Ricky appear and he goes, I know I'm late. I was tied up, literally implying, you know, that he was having sex. Of course, this is Ricky. He's the hoe. And so Chance, uh, he says to uh, Chance, are you wearing a jersey? And so Chance goes, yeah, player. (laughs) (laughs) He says, yeah, player. Don't hate. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so Noah goes, girl, what is going on? He doesn't say girl. Um, what do you know? And so Alex goes, what do you know about the swap meet? <laughs> and so um, here comes T-Money. T-Money has his hair braided. It looks cute. It looks cute on T-Money. Okay, so T-Money looks cute. He has Does anything look cute on T-Money? I think this collared shirt looks cute on T-Money. He has on a, on, on a collared... Um, Short like sleeve polo. polo. It's orange. It his it's you know he's light skinned so it's popping. His skin is popping. Um, I think T Money has nice eyes. I would not kiss him, but I think he has nice eyes. And you'll, <laughs> find, you'll find out why I don't want to kiss him later in the episode. <laughs> and so T Money comes up. He goes, "What up, Lil C?" These your homies. <laughs> and so Chance goes, uh, T-Money, these are my boys. And he introduces them, Noah, Ricky, and Alex. And so T-Money goes, what's happening, fellas? Uh, glad you could come by and check out my spot. I got to go handle some business. I'll be back, little C. Uh, nice meeting y'all. And so, you know, team, uh, they, uh, uh, T-Money goes off to handle his business. And oh my God, it, this really is T-Money's little section of the swap meet. So yes, yes, <laughs> everywhere. I didn't notice that until, you know. I didn't notice this. Okay, so this explains why he had the They're card. They're not just at the swap meet. Like, this is his place of business. <laughs> so this is why he had the card. Okay, so this makes more sense. I was like, who? what thug has a card? But I guess, okay. So, right. um... <laughs> So Noah, Ricky, and Alex. Okay, Noah, Ricky, Alex, and Chance are standing under T Money's uh, spot. It says T Money's spot. They're standing in his, um, I guess, his section of the swap meet. And T Money mm-hmm. sells balls, lots of balls, soccer balls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like, why is that the first thing you notice? Because <laughs> it's so prominent. He also sells like tricycles and um, you know little knickknacks. Okay, T Money. And so Alex goes, Lil C, I see where this is going. Noah goes, you just broke up with Eddie. And so, you know what I think? Noah is the romantic of the show. So he's more invested in keeping Noah and Eddie together. Um, As far as like Ricky, Ricky's like, you know, he cheated, you know, let him go. And Alex says, I think it's the same way. And so... Yeah, so Noah says, you just broke up with Eddie. Don't tell me you're dating Ice T. And Chance goes, tea money. Um, and no, we're not dating. And Ricky says, so what's the big deal? Chance says, tea money is giving me thug lessons. <laughs> and he drinks his 40, which is wrapped in a brown paper bag. <laughs> and he Noah tries goes, to chug that 40. And I guess he succeeds, but like he winces so hard afterwards. <laughs> and so Noah goes, let me get this straight. Eddie cheats on you because he's got a hankering for the homo thugs. And Alex, so you decided to become one? Chance, I'm not becoming one per se. I'm simply satisfying my intellectual curiosity about this DL hip hop phenomenon, <laughs> which seems to have ins- insulated itself into the hearts and minds of gay black men everywhere. Oh, I thought and Ricky goes, and what's this? Insinuated cur- himself itself. <laughs> What did I say? It, it, insulated? insulated? I don't know which one of those words fits, actually. I have no idea. I think he said it. 
I think he said insinuated, but I don't think that makes sense. That's okay. why I said insinuated. Maybe there's more than one way to use that word. Um, also, did you notice that Ricky was like mocking him in the background while he was talking? Like you could see Ricky's face. He like rolled his <laughs> eyes as if to say like, oh, here comes another one of like Chance and his Chanceisms. Because Chance always has like a long <laughs> mini diatribe to give you about some theory. <laughs> You know, I, I, okay, so, like, I get this dynamic because it's, like, you know, the sexual character and the intellectual character, and the way they're standing, it's, like, Alex and Ricky on one side, no, uh, uh, Chance and Noah on the other, mm-hmm. and, uh, Alex is more, like, motherly, but, uh, Noah is more, like, romantic, and so there's a there's a balance between the two. And then Ricky is more, you know, like sensual and Chance is more intellectual, but there needs to be a balance between the two. And you know, like how these characters are supposed to be essentially one person. Like when you watch this show, you're they're supposed to be aspects of yourself. That's how I watch it. Like they're aspects of me um, and not just four different personalities. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I get what you're saying. But they're always, but there seems to be this like this kind of clash between just the dynamics of how they interact which I like that um, you know these four different aspects of these characters get get you know get dialogue because we get to see these people go through these 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 changes you know as far as the characters go and so you know we'll meet Chance and um, Ricky on this whole you know debate later in the episode as well with Alex and, and Noah. And so, you know, so going on, um, Ricky says, so Ricky's like, so um, what do you intend to do with this information? You know, like what, what's, what's to come of this? Uh, once this uh, curiosity is satisfied. And so Chance goes, I haven't thought out that far. And so Noah goes, so you're getting in touch with your inner homeboy has nothing to do with you wanting to reconcile with Eddie. And here again, Noah wanting, you know, this reconciliation to come between Eddie and um, Chance and Alex says or the fact that T-Money is fine <laughs> and Chance says today I'm learning how to roll a blunt and he walks away he's and- so hard too <laughs> <laughs> And Alex, Ricky, and Chance are just looking like he's lost his mind, says Noah. I just noticed how, like, cute Ricky is. <laughs> Sorry. What do you mean? Um, like, I've never noticed how, like, fine he is. Even though he's supposed to be the hoish character, I've he... always been like, oh, Ricky is not that fine. He's, I mean, his, uh, I don't like his hair. <laughs> I don't like his hair either. See, it's such a, it's such a, like, in the episode when they had the flashback, I was just like, oh my God, why this hair? Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, the, the flashback was just like um, an exaggeration. Whatever episode that was, when we find out how him and Noah met, that hair was just like, Noah it's met. on swole, but it's still bad. Mm. No, but I love I I he's he's fine. Okay, so you take it from there, girl. Um, it's funny how they all like stared away. So then the credits roll, and um, we open back up to Noah's apartment door. Um, there's a note taped to the door that we can see. It says Noah in on it. I forgot what Noah's last name is. Um, and Wade opens the door we see him on the other side and he's like heading out of the apartment he tells he shouts out to Noah to hurry up so they're not late for the movie and he doesn't see the note he walks past it wait 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 what 
girl, Noah has a last name. <laughs> what do you mean? He has a last name in the show. I've never heard. I, I mean, what is his last I don't name? know, but it starts with an N. <laughs> we, we find out. We find out Wade's last name in this episode. I feel like we probably eventually know Noah's last name. If not um, during the series, you probably find it out in the movie. <laughs> Wait, what is the what is what is his last name? Um, Wade Robinson. <laughs> It's very, oh, very yeah, yeah, niggerish. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> very, very see, it's very niggerish, but it's also very upper class niggerish too. Wade you know, Robinson, what is, what, like Jack and Joe's society, yeah. like <laughs> what upper class? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that well, that's what that's what Will uh, Wade is, though, for real. That's what what you're still breaking up. That's what Wade is. He's upper class. Oh yeah, he's from Orange County, as we'll find out. Um, which I don't actually know what that means. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Wade passes the note on the door. Um, Noah follows him out, and he does see the note and pick it up, and blah blah blah. I'm going off memory because I don't know where this is in my notes just yet. Um, here we are. Noah follows Wade out. He does see the note. He takes it off the door, and he opens it, and we see that it's a three day notice to pay rent. And Noah looks, you know, naturally stressed out. Then we cut to them getting into Wade's Jeep. I think it's a Jeep, right? Big old truck. I think it's a Hummer. Ain't it a Hummer? Girl, you know, I don't know the difference. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it's probably Wait. a Hummer. It's a Hummer. I don't know. I believe it's a Hummer. I just started driving. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, they have to like hop into the car. It's very tall, whatever it is. <laughs> so Noah goes to open up the mirror, you know, the top mirror thing, and papers fall out. Um, of the fold of it and he chastises Wade he's irritated because of this eviction letter he chastises Wade for leaving things all over the place and he's like you got a file coming at home use it (laughs) and okay I gotta pause because I haven't said this yet but I meant to Wade I like Wade in this episode Me too. I think he's so cute. Oh my god. He's being oh my god. fine. He's giving daddy vibes. He wanna pick up the tab. He's doing surprises. He's being mushy. I'm here yes, for it. Yes, girl. He was doing a lot in this episode. I was here for it too. Waving it on I my was. nerves up until this moment. And I don't know if it's just like Scorpio full moon or quarantine problems, but I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so um <laughs> So Wade raises his eyebrows with a face that looks like he's looking at Noah as if to say like, baby be tripping. But like, he doesn't look hurt. He doesn't look offended. He's just like, oh, baby's in a mood. <laughs> like that's what his face looks like. Um, it's patient. It's kind of cute. Um, Noah starts looking at the papers, which is nosy. He's just all up in his papers. And he notices something and says, damn, you pay seven grand for a TV? And Wade says, it's plasma. And he's like smiling. And Noah's like, $7,000 of plasma? And declares that he could pay his rent for 10 months with what Wade paid for a TV. And then he goes, you don't even watch TV. <laughs> it gave me the best story. You did. Um, and so Noah, Noah has, in my deduction, Noah has a one bedroom, right? Somewhere in or near LA. And it's like $700 as implied by him because 7,000 divided by 10. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, is that accurate for the aughts? Like, I know 
you know, prices go up every year, but like, could you really have had a one bedroom for $700 in like the LA area back then? I don't know. I'm just curious. Anyway. I don't know. Why didn't they set this in Oakland? At least it would have been believable. Because Wade's from Orange County. Wade is understanding and okay, patient and is very cute. <laughs> and he just goes, whoa, but because he could tell that Noah's like, this, he's irritated and it has to do with something else. Because at this point, there's no reason for him to be all that like this. So Wade is like, Oh baby, and then, and then asks Noah to talk to him. He's like, "What's up? Like, talk to me." And Noah puts the papers down, and then he pulls out the rent notice and he hands it to Wade. And Wade looks at it, and um, meanwhile, Noah's like putting Wade's papers back into the mirror where he got them from. He doesn't use the mirror. He never used the mirror, so I don't know if he like forgot that he needed it, but now he's not even gonna look at it. Um, and Wade pulls out his checkbook. Like he doesn't even say anything. Like this. I know that one of my love languages is gift giving or whatever. So like, this is particular to me, but the way he just pulled out his checkbook, I was like, Ooh, (laughs) all right. Also, how long have you been dating? Wade just pulls out his checkbook, has a pen. Um, and he goes, so how much rent do you owe? And starts writing. (laughs) So Wade rips out the check, pulls it out to Noah. And, um, Noah's like, Four thousand, but wait, you can't. Um, those are two. Those two are, ideas are switched. Noah tells him how much it is. Wade writes the check and rips it out, and he says, "Can't what? I'm your man, right?" And then he leans in and they kiss. And Noah takes the check. Not too much fighting. Not too much resistance. And then Noah asks how he can thank Wade, and Wade says, "How about you get yourself a pay gig to make sure this doesn't happen again?" And he doesn't say it like you know, it's not rude. He's just like, "This is a good solution. Like, let's look for you to land your script somewhere." Um, and so he asks Noah if he's called Brandy yet, which of course is like awkward because of the whole threesome stuff. Brandy is um, the woman that Wade brought from Paramount Pictures who uh, was supposed to sleep with the two of them um, before he aborted that threesome. So Noah mocks the idea um, and um, he fakes the like the convo, like how it would go and makes it sound as awkward as possible. And Wade was like, well, if you're too proud for a career, at least get a real job. Um, which he manages to say without sounding as hostile as that reads on paper. And then Noah says he has a real job. He's a writer. And Wade says, until you're making paper, which of course he had to say paper instead of money, until you're making paper, what you have is a hobby. And <laughs> Noah looks offended, like truly like mouth agape, like really offended. And, um, um, Noah probably, I was thinking about this. Noah probably feels a little bit more offended because deep down he probably thinks he's a better writer than Wade as I do as well, probably. Um, because he saw no, he saw Wade's film. They watched it together. That was like their first not really date and it was boring. He fell asleep and the writing sounded like it was terrible. So if he thinks all those things about somebody else's writing, then he probably thinks that he's a better writer than that person. And so Wade gets all this money from this like film he sold to hear Noah is the superior writer, not getting anything, um, really to come to fruition with his writing so he probably is even more offended by this statement because maybe he thinks that Wade thinks that he's better than him um just a theory anyway so Wade sees Noah's mouth all agape and he says he's not trying to be mean and Noah has the best comeback to that ever and says wow you're not even trying and then Wade leans all the way over like into Noah's seat to like you know put hands on him um and he says softly that Noah is an amazing writer. They both know it, but until the world does, um, Noah has to be able to take care of himself, which is pretty good over advice. Pretty good advice overall. Um, 
And then Noah nods and says that Wade is right and hands the check back. And Wade's like, so what, you mad now? And to disarm him, Noah says no and kisses him um, and then declares that he's taking care of it himself. Um, and then this like weird folk music starts up. <laughs> he's really not appealing. <gasps> Wait, I just remembered something. Doesn't Patrick Ian Polk, the creator of the show, have a folk band? He does. Is this his music? I don't know. I'd be thinking sometimes he slips a little of his gems in there. I wish I had time to look that up. It probably is. Whoops. Anyway. (laughs) And then we cut to um, same day we're at a car dealership. Do you want me to take this? Do you want to go for it? Oh, same day car dealership. Okay, I can take that. Let me just let me get where I need to be. We can in see Wade's. I mean, Noah's full right. outfit. It's uh, yeah, we can <laughs> see Noah's full outfit. He is wearing. Oh, he is wearing um some things. Hold on, mm-hmm. let me get to that precise moment. So he is wearing <laughs> he is wearing some cargo uh, shorts with some black boots, um, a sweat a, a, a hoodie um, that's very tight and very short and very uh, thin. He also has like this um, this uh, carrier bag which seems to be fur or mm-hmm. just like a very garish brown material. It is fur, and he has his. He has his hair um, like very curly and the curly curls and he's at the car dealership and he is basically signing away his car to this man. He hands over the keys, acting with his lips. He looks looks very disappointed. He shakes his hand. He gives his his car a goodbye. Oh my God, you have a convertible just like Noah. Yeah, that's true. Jealous. (laughs) And so we see <laughs> we see Wade in the car. Um, he's on the phone. He is calling Miss Brandy King's office to get his boo a job. Mm-hmm. The next scene is Alex. Wait, but did you catch um, that so belt cute. that Noah is wearing? Because I didn't that until be- I rewatched it last no. night. No. <laughs> so on no, the, what is it? On the um close up where he's writing on the clipboard before the guy hands him money just, uh-huh. like right under the clipboard you, once we've zoomed in you can see past that fucking hideous bag you can see an even more hideous belt <laughs> and it's like I can't it's like uh-huh. a, it's like a, a it's like a gold plate very wide rectangular oh, yeah. but then it has these really weird <laughs> gold studs coming out of the front like right down the middle horizontally it's it's uh, and then, and then no, it's not even in the belt loops. Terrell is not in the belt loops. It's just hanging on his hips. Which is the second time this episode he's wore a belt that was not in belt loops. Like in the first thing he was wearing a belt just over the bottom of his pink shirt. I want to know what was happening Wherever in the office. Noah is getting like, his style from. Everybody was just like, oh, we don't know. Anarchy. Anarchy. That's the style. Anarchy. I don't fucking know. Everything. Everything thrown together. Um, pastiche. Hush, and so hush. we. Hush, we hush, go- Sorry. <laughs> So we are. The next scene is Alex in his Jeep. Alex is giving daddy. Excuse he has me, that's a Bronco. He, 
It is the boxiest uh, car I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't remember who makes Bronco. Is it Ford? I don't. It's, it is the weirdest. I'm sorry. I don't know cars. It's the weirdest car. It is like it looks like someone. It's like if you. Mm, if it's like mm, okay. <laughs> so if I was watching a TV show about a white family and the kids had to do box car racing and they made a car out of cardboard and then painted it blue, it would be this. Like it would be this car. It's like a convertible blue box with white seats. And the windshield wipers come from the top of the windshield. And I am so alarmed. Anyway, that's what Alex drives. Okay. And so Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alex has a full stash, a uh, full goatee actually. And he has um, on a shirt that is blue, collared shirt. And he has his hair in a slick, slickly slick curl, S curls. He has a earring and his glasses on so he's at work this is work Alex and so he's canvassing you know he's trying to find um, the sex workers on the street to to uh, test for uh, HIV and so we see um, one sex, sex worker a Latino man a Latino teenager we are supposed to assume who actually looks like a 30 year old man yeah. um, <laughs> sure hanging does. over Hanging over, hanging over a car, and Alex does this weird whistle with his like with his bottom lip. He just like takes it and just like whistles. I think that's I a hear. thing. And so um, that is. I've never done that. I've never. Seen I've never seen that done. Seen it outside of TV. I think that's why I said it was weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's definitely weird. <laughs> And, okay, and so definitely letting us know that this guy is in fact Latino. He comes up to Alex and he says, "Say up, Poppy? Um, <laughs> looking for a date." And so Alex says, 40 bucks. All you gotta do is take a test. Um, what kind of test you got in mind, Pa?" And so <laughs> Alex says, "Follow me." And the next scene is them taking an HIV test. This scene is like really just the jumping point of like the work that Alex will be doing the rest of the series and so he tests the boy it's a quick um i guess it's a two minute test i'm not sure which test this is which hiv test have you gotten girl girl okay so the clinic that i go to uh, which is not far from me i like to cycle to it um let's see they do a they do a pin prick for something and maybe that's my hiv test and then they take my mm-hmm. blood and test for everything else so i think i've been doing the pin prick there was at one point in my life i was going yeah. to a clinic that did a did a mouth swab but the yeah, hiv is what rapid. it's a 30 minute i think test i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right, so basically he's testing. Then we get a white man, I guess, just his senior officer coming in the room. He's he's angry with Alex. He says, you know, why are you testing these Latino teenagers? You know, we can lose our license. You testing Latino teenagers out here, testing on these Latino teenagers. And so... Um, <laughs> You're being really nice because he was not that nice. <laughs> he was not. He was really not. And so Alex says, I'm dealing in the real world with real people. And if you want... He says something. I'm not... This episode... I, just I have it. it. I have a girl. <laughs> um, the white man okay, says... Well, 
um, that they're supposed to be. He said, you know, this is a minor who could cross our license. And then he explains uh, that the sponsors mandate that they promote abstinence and family values, which is really counterintuitive. This is not the point here. Like, whatever. I don't give a fuck about them, obviously. And um, and then he says not yeah. sweep up street trash in the attempt to save him from the inevitable overdose, which is crazy. Like, you're assuming all types of shit about this young man who is clearly a 30 year old man. And um, um, but like somehow this white man is supposed to know that he's underage just by looking at him, which is like not at all. Anyway, so then um, what does Alex say to him? Because I thought it was really funny. Uh, damn, no, Alex says something that was really yeah. Well, the boy right, comes in I the room because he heard it. The boy came in, came into the room and says, "Who you calling trash?" And the white man said, "Hush, son. The grownups were talking, which is just like crazy. This is a client. What's wrong with you?" Um. So this show hates white people, which is great. So <laughs> Alex says, "Yeah." So Alex says, "No, you're you're talking. I'm done. And when you're done on George Bush's fantasy island, I'll be on planet Earth dealing with real people." Mm-hmm. And so um, he goes. Fernando, Fernando, you want to wait outside? Fernando, because, because Fernando so came into the room and interrupted them to ask, "Who the fuck are you talking about?" Like you're calling me street trash. In the middle of them arguing, in the middle of Alex and the white guy arguing, Fernando went back into the hallway or the waiting room. So Alex saying, "Fernando, Fernando," it's him going back outside to look for him. Um, exactly. And so we should probably preface this. So this is way before we gotten the right to marry as, um, you know, queer people. And so George Bush had, you know, the defense against the dark arts where he <laughs> wouldn't let. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't ask, don't tell. I don't know why I got def- defense against the background. You're so annoying. Um, so don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell was simply <laughs> military folks, you know, if you were queer, you you um, there was a strictly a don't ask, don't tell policy. We don't care about your sexuality. You got to go out there and die just like the rest of them. But of course, that wasn't the truth. And they were using this to persecute gay people in the military. And so eventually, um, you know, LGBTQ people fought for their right. Well, really, it was mostly the whites, the wealthy whites and their black partners fought for their right to be married and to pass on wealth. And so now we have the right to marry and um, George Bush is no longer president. Now we have the fascist Trump and everything is not good in America because we are dealing with the coronavirus. Okay, so um, (laughs) the next scene. (laughs) Can I take it? Yeah. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. The white man shouts that, um, you know, him and Alex are not finished, but Alex don't give a fuck. He's literally running out to go get Fernando. Um, and then we cut to Ricky Shaw. So we see Wade stroll in just as a white boy. Trade analysis. Yes, trade analysis. Thank you. Yes, that's what it's called, trade analysis. And Wade strolls in just as a white boy is heading um, for the door with some shirts that are still in their hangers, like clearly stealing and not even trying to take them off the hanger. <laughs> Um, right after Wade comes in, the white boy runs out with the clothes and Wade starts to chase him just, just a little, try, he tries a little bit, um, asking if he paid for that. Um, and the boy, he's just books it. He's gone. So Wade gives up before he can even like get out the door. And just then the panel of the like back, back of house, you know, stock room area opens up and a buff black man comes out smiling, looking back at Ricky 
not even like wearing a shirt, just now putting his shirt back on. Ricky is guiding him by the shoulder from behind and smiling also. So clearly, you know, they just did the deed. Um, And so he left the front attended, unattended for sex. Like, I don't know why he like just hire help. Just hire a manager, <laughs> hire staff, and do this shit at home. Like he this is did. Not... He did, girl, and he fucks them. So where's is, where is Raphael though? Because he hasn't fucked him. Did he fire him for not fucking him? Does Raphael? I don't know. Back? I guess so. Was that the end of Raphael? Oh my god! I believe Actually, so. I don't know if we ever see him again. Rest in peace, Raphael. What is this? <laughs> And Ricky has on a shirt that says Desperate Husband, which yes, is, let's does. talk about that. What does so, that mean? <laughs> I feel like it came from something. I feel like that may have been a thing that somebody created back then. Either that or he's Probably just Desperate Housewives. Well, yeah, no, obviously yeah, that. Desperate I feel like somebody created good. this line of things. And it's probably one of Patrick Ian Polk's friends or some. I don't know. Anyway, so um, Ricky slaps the man on the ass. The man leaves. Ricky sees Wade and greets him. Ricky um, jokes about Wade dropping by for a makeover, but Wade is very serious and he says he needs to talk to Ricky about Noah because he's very concerned about Noah having to sell his car and all of that. Do you think Wade's being controlling here or helpful? I think he's being helpful. Okay. Because that's my... that's I didn't think about this until just now, but I was just like, I wonder if he's doing too much. Um so Ricky says what did you do now and Wade defensively says he didn't do anything and then explains that Noah's a little depressed and then he fills Ricky in about the car and says that he's looking for ways um, that, he, that they can cheer Noah up and Ricky says well with his birthday this weekend and then Wade does honestly sorry Jensen but this is really terrible acting of shock <laughs> <laughs> he turns his head in shock about the birthday mention. Um, and I'm like, so you gave him almost four grand, but you've never asked him his birthday? Like, what kind of gay is that? Like, <laughs> you talking about birthdays on no. the first day or before. But we find out later that Wade is Jehovah's Witness. No, no. Well, yes, we do find that out, except for... <laughs> I feel like he still I feel like he would have asked though since he doesn't care about Jehovah's Witnessness. Okay. Like I still feel like it's weird that he never asked or that, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Um and so Ricky can't believe that he he he, he recognizes the shock on Wade's face, and Ricky can't believe that Wade didn't know about Noah's birthday. And so Wade tries to recover from that and goes, "Ain't that why I throw, I'm throwing him a surprise party at his place?" <laughs> and so Ricky looks really disbelieving, like, "Yeah, okay, bitch." Um, and Wade plows onward with a lie, and then he grabs a pen and paper from the counter. <laughs> I'm just giving you my celly so you can hit me out if you have to iron out the details. <laughs> supposed to be that funny. I feel like I'm high. <laughs> no, it really is just funny because it's so 2000s. Oh my God. Yes, but also like they write they write Wade in this way where it's like, how homo thug can we be? <laughs> I'm just giving you my celly. <laughs> 
Well, this is the masculinity episode. <laughs> give me my phone so you can hit me to iron out the details. Just go give and, me my phone. Um, so Wade gives him the number, slaps him on the shoulder, and starts to leave. But then Ricky calls back to him to say, and at first you think he's like, I don't know, he's going to confront him about something. But Ricky calls out to him to specifically say, good looking out. You know, you're stepping up as a boyfriend. Wade takes uh, the opportunity to tell him, you might want to think about locking that door if you're going to be in the back doing whatever. I bet you lose a lot of merchandise that way. And so he snickers and <laughs> Ricky, looks, Ricky looks thoroughly admonished and then um, we cut to the next scene, which you can take if you want. Okay. And then next... Wait, no, I want this one. <laughs> okay, so you can no, take it. You can take it. You can take it. Ones. Okay. So he gets to the boardwalk. No, I want um, this one. Oh, too late. It's too late. You relinquished. It's too late. Okay, I'll give you the it. next choice of the, okay. the next coveted scene you can have. Okay. So um, we cut to the boardwalk. We get an establishing shot of the boardwalk, um, like a long shot down it. And then we see Noah approaching as we sort of zoom in a little bit. Um, and Noah's riding down it on a bike, a lowrider. And um, so Noah pulls up. Um, to the rest of the boys at an outdoor eatery on the boardwalk and reminds um, Ricky reminds the other two to act surprised about the car because Noah didn't tell them that he sold this car. So Noah has on what Noah's no wearing. wearing. <laughs> He's wearing like a workman, like a, a mechanics type style uh, shirt with like a name tag on it and everything. Uh, but it's, it's red, red and I've, I've never seen that before. Um uh, and like longer white sleeves beneath it that have been rolled up or pushed up um, just a bit. Uh, and a, oh my God, I didn't peep these shorts before. And um, Plaid uh, a wristband, a wristband, like a sweat wristband. It's blue and red. And then he's wearing plaid shorts that are either blue, um, red and white or black, red and white. They're dark and uh, white sneakers, sunglasses. He's wearing those kinds of sunglasses that have like just one lens because you like meet in the middle. Um, it's very odd and very gross. Um, anyway, he pulls up. Ricky reminds him, you know, not to say anything um, or at least what, act surprised. Um, what is chance wearing? <laughs> I'm going to get there. Trust me. So okay. <laughs> Ricky is wearing an olive green graphic tee. No surprise there. Alex has on a taupe jacket with patches sewn onto it. It's like a jacket shirt sort of situation. It doesn't look very thick. Chance is wearing a navy blue t-shirt um, with like a gold like eagle or something on it and like gold paint splatters um, with like longer white sleeves beneath and um, a matching navy blue do-rag and sunglasses. <laughs> Um, it's not very fucked to me. I don't really remember this time, like who looked the hardest, but I don't know. Um, but he has anyway, the do rag. He has the, the do rag. He has it um, open in the back. You know, sometimes yeah, you, you fold it. He, yeah, he has a cape. Okay, this is one that known. <laughs> yes, that's a good point because it definitely changes things. It's 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 notably different when you wear it with the cape out. Um, so anyway, goes down. He gives him a jovial hi. Uh, I think he's trying to just sell that he like rode his bike for fun. Um, and the boys say nothing, and Noah goes, "What?" And then Alex says, "Don't what us, bitch. Who in the hell is your car?" And Noah says he sold it. And then Ricky, playing his part of being fake surprised, goes, sold it, as if he didn't already know. And Chance tears off his sunglasses and says, but you love that hoopty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what line is my favorite from this episode. 
And so Alex looks like it's a nice touch how like everybody reacts to Chance and his like new thugisms. Um, Chance, I mean, Alex like snaps his neck around and looks at him. He doesn't say anything, but he just looks annoyed. Like, what is this? Like, ew. Um, so Alex looks at Chance like he's crazy. Noah explains he has uh, he had some little finance issues, and Alex says how little, and Noah's like uh, big enough for him to sell his car. So Chance asks, "Do you need me to break you off some cheddar?" <laughs> And the whole time he's really trying to sell this role, like he has one arm on the back of like Alex's chair. He's like trying to be as laid back as possible. It's really an act. He's doing a lot. Um, so Alex turns to Chance again, looking annoyed at the thug act, still wordlessly. And then Alex turns back to Noah and asks, well, "Why didn't you come to us?" And Noah says he he already owes them a grip, and he looks solemn. And I want to know how much money he actually owes them, and for what? Like, why do you keep borrowing money? Anyway, he's a writer. The twenties. That's true. Um, all right. So the next scene is Noah opening the door. He has his hair swooped in a pony, and the um, but there's hair hanging in the back. He looks very cute. He opens. It's Wade. Wade rushes in in a green t-shirt. They he picks him up. He kisses him, and um, he goes, "What are you doing here?" And he's you know telling him about you know his birthday and he's like how did you know and he's like i'm psychic and uh noah explains that he didn't tell him because he grew up jehovah's witness and so wade's like does this look like a jehovah's witness to you oh, i didn't mention so uh, noah uh, wade picks up noah and transports him to the couch which is right next to the door and so um noah and Wade are now embraced. Uh, Noah's on top of, uh, Wade is on top of Noah um, in between his legs and they're embracing. And Wade's like, I'm taking you out for a very special dinner on Saturday night. Uh, so don't make any plans. And Noah's like, okay. Um, and just like that, the phone rings, it's Brandy King. And she wants to meet with uh, Noah. And Noah's excited. And so she tells Noah um, so to meet at Paramount office at 2 o'clock. And so Noah repeats, your office at Paramount at 2 o'clock? And she goes, cool, got to go. Kiss. And so Noah goes, Wade, you didn't. And so he hits Wade jokingly in the, in the uh, chest. And then the next scene is at Paramount uh, Studios. Noah is wearing this horrible, like, suit jacket uh, with a pink shirt and some cowboy boots. Um, he's in Brandy's office. Brandy is a major deal at Paramount. Oh, he has on this, like, this, this pink scarf. It's very French. It's like how the, the French wear it. His hair is, like, just pulled back um, with, like, gel. It, it looks very Michael Jackson in the 80s. Um, and so she's just, you know, telling... Um, uh, Noah that she likes his stuff. She says her his scripts are very urban, Charlie Kaufman without the weird. And she's like, I'm. I don't know what that Noah's, is. Do you? No, I don't. I didn't look it so, Me neither. I thought and you so would. Noah, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was saying I assume you know everything. I was like, I don't know. Terrell probably does, <laughs> and I didn't look it up. <laughs> I don't think it's important. I'm just in the background. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's actually um, Ian Polk's favorite director, so maybe it may be relevant to the show. So I should know. And so, um, mm-hmm. anyway, so um, 
And so Brandy explains this, that was fun. This is business. And the reason I want to meet so quickly is I have a perfect job for you. And, and she tells him it's a rewrite on this project we're developing for Ben Diesel. It's good, but Ben wants it to have a bit more of an edge. A lot of people don't know this, but Ben started out doing indie films. And this is actually true. I saw one of Ben Diesel's early films. Um, he played like this biracial gay actor and like it was really like weird, but he's very indie. And, and so, um, yeah, he also had a dalliance with Superhead. Did you read the Superhead book, which was also popular? Ben oh, my time? God. I forgot who that was for a second. I was like, who? <laughs> Wow, that's a deep cut. That's a Karen very deep cut. Yes, yeah, she was our our hip hop um, uh, incidents in the life of a slave girl, Linda Brent. Um, she, she she exposed the industry on its head, and so I looked up um, Charlie Kaufman. He did Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind as well as some other things oh, I've never heard of. Okay, so yeah. okay, maybe it may be worth looking into. Um. And so Noah is clearly excited. He's shaking in his chair. Wow. You know, we think you're going to be perfect, says Brandy, um, to give it that hip, sensitive edge. And so um, she passes um, <laughs> Noah the script. Oh, Noah. So Noah has on a, um, a gold necklace that's actually a cowrie, I think. That's so cute. Really? I like a, a gold cowrie choker. I have a, I have a, um, a cowrie um, a ring. It's very, it's, it's gold. It's small. I love it. Um, yeah, it is. I a should have worn okay. to the, the Joe Scott, uh, Erica Badu versus last night. <laughs> oh, I had to check out of that. Cause they was playing the whole song. So I'll, I'll go back though. Girl, it was like three hours long. And to be honest with you, like I know everybody was like, everybody wins here. You know, this isn't really a fight or whatever, but I definitely have Erica in that fight to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were so many songs with Joe's. I was like, I don't know or care about this. I, she's great. She's great. I, we're not gonna get into it. It's a whole thing. Anyway. Okay. okay. So Noah, um, she passes um, Noah the script, and it's actually Bait and Switch, written by Wade Robinson. So we do find out Wade's last name, and um, Wade. Noah looks at Brandy, and he's like, "But." Um, this is Wade's script. And Brandy's like, no, girl, this is business. This is your rewrite. And so she he looks at the script again. And we go to a completely different scene three or four days later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And you can take it away. Oh, okay. Um, no, because no, you're going to get what? the good one again. What? 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 Oh, God. Oh, my God. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> Okay, take it, take it, take it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I promise. Interject as much as you want. We we will do this uh, as partners. So okay, but get to know Oh, girl. Actually, you do it because I didn't write it down. So please take over. Talk, talk to me about this outfit. Okay, so we enter this business interior. We don't really know where we are. Hold on. Let me get it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he walks in the door, let me get this pause right. Uh, okay, one, two, three, four. Five, here we go. Okay, so Noah enters the doorway and he has, homegirl has on this black, um, it's like a vest 
with its leather. It has silver studs on it everywhere. And then he has like um, this, uh, I don't need, I don't know if the sleeves are leather, but they look to be like a kind of jersey material and it's very tight. And then he has on um, a silver studded belt and then he has on these red bloomers and <laughs> he has his hair again, wild and frizzy and uh, curly. And he has on his cowrie show necklace and his silver, um, his silver ring. And that is Noah's look. <laughs> In a way, I kind of feel like he has a jerry curl, technically. He does. It is very jerry curl. Like, That's why- <laughs> scary when you say it out loud. <laughs> He was giving jury curls in the in the two thousands, which is okay. It's a choice. Okay. Um, <laughs> so here we are in this um, business interior. It is in shambles. Uh, looks condemned, honestly. Um, think it's a totally different day. Uh, Noah Chance and Ricky walk in. Uh, they look harangued, and Ricky says, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and, they look, and they look at the dirt and the dust and all of that. Somebody's sleeping in the middle of the room. Noah blocks his nose, like it's like it smells bad. So it must be really like is bad. Um, the camera pans back to show the person who's sleeping his tray, and Alex is also um, in the room with him. And um, Ricky asks, "What what this place is? Like, what is this place?" And Chance who um, is back in a button-up, <laughs> not in his jersey. Um, he says, yeah, A-Rod, what's the deal, yo? And I don't know why he would call Alex A-Rod. I don't, I, I don't know. But you know what? I was watching Degrassi, and somebody referred to someone else as, like, J-Rod. And I think that people are just, like, it's just something people were doing then. But, like, none of these people's last name is Rodriguez. I'm very confused. <laughs> But anyway, so Alex explains, this is my new office, the Black AIDS Institute. And Noah is like agape and he asks, huh? And so Alex explains that he's starting his own nonprofit dedicated to fighting AIDS in the Black and Latino community, which means he clearly quit his job. Um, if he's starting up his own new business and Alex asks if um, if they think he's insane for this like leap of faith and Ricky says that he's brave to put it on the corner of hustler and whore and um, he's so judging and like you're a whore shut up <laughs> so Trey shakes his head while Alex explains um, that he has to go where the need is and Noah thinks it's amazing because he's ever the optimist um, and so Noah moves, he moves to walk over to Alex in support. And then he sees a dead rat, which like the camera flashes to for a minute. And it was a very realistic dead rat. I was like, where the fuck did they get this dead rat prop from? It didn't look plastic or anything. Anyway, so um, he's, he nearly stepped on it. So he squeals and then he hops over it. Um, and then he clutches Alex, pretending that, that none of that just happened with the rat. And then he asks how they can help. Alex says that he made a list and he hands Noah the clipboard and Noah looks at it and declares that they can help with the cleanup and decorating. Um, they as in the rest of them, like, you know, Ricky and Chance as well. Um, Lazy and Prissy, Chance and Ricky are um, on the other side of the room still. And they go, they mouth to each other. We? 
<laughs> Chance takes the clipboard and says that he can hook he can hook Alex up with some grant applications. Um, Trey hands the broom out to Ricky, basically, and says, "Ricky, like, will you, you know, will you sweep for us?" And Ricky sneers and he's like, "I know you ain't expecting me to pick up no broom." Um, I feel like at some point we learned that Ricky has a servant at home. I don't remember. He does have a maid. It comes up much later. He's such a bougie bitch. So you can hire a maid, but you can't hire people to work in your store? Anyway. Um, so, Ricky continues, but my family has a charitable foundation, um, and he can look into getting some seed money for them. So Alex triumphantly says that, he says, I knew I could count on you guys, and it's really cute. Um, and then he tells him to co- tells them all to come here, like come in for a hug, and Ricky and Chance walk over, and then Nora reminds them of the rat, so they jump over that and squeal and all that. All of them are afraid of a dead rat. Um, <laughs> they come in for the group hug, and all five of them say, aww, as they hug, and then Chance girl goes, wait a minute, charitable foundation? I know your family was rich, but damn, they rolling like that? And then the other four uh, of them go rolling like rolling that? Like that? Because <laughs> Chance is really out of character right now, but he's like pushing it really hard, this new the narrative. Um, and Chance just looks at them. He doesn't even explain himself. Okay. Like so, that? That's the end of it. Okay, so I'll I'll get this scene and I'll I'll hand it off when I'm um when I'm oh. ready. Yeah, hydraulics. Okay, go ahead. Okay. All right. So um we cut to uh T Money and uh Chance and they are in this dancery bumping some thug music, getting laced, smoking their pots, having a good time in thug world. Um we're in a seedy neighborhood as much as we can tell. And so T Money, you know, it says to Chance, lesson number one on how to operate a tricked out hoopty. And so he pumps the hydraulic system and they're doing their thing in LA you know, big pimping, you know, doing that. And so Chance is like, make it stop, make it stop. And so, <laughs> so he makes it, he stops it. And then t- he goes to T-Money, nigga, you crazy. And so um, <laughs> T-Money goes, mm, I like hearing your educated ass call me nigger. And so <laughs> not even uh, two seconds later, the police are trailing uh, Team Money and Chance. And so uh, Team Money goes, don't, po-po. And so they swivel around and they stop Team Money um, in like a sped up kind of way fashion, uh, leans over, grabs the keys, runs out, runs out of the car and leaves Chance stranded. Um, the, and the cops are telling him to step out of the car. Um, we do um, like a little split screen later and, um, you know, everything's sorted out. They, they, they address, the cops address um, Chance by name. They say, all right, Professor Connor. Okay, so Chance Connor, ew. Um, it's counter. <laughs> it's Connor. It's counter. He says it later. Oh. He says it really clearly. Oh, okay. So on my um, thing, it says Connor. Okay. So he says, and your notes um, are on the internet. On the internet, on the um, on the actual episode Weird. that I'm watching on the subtitles that says Connor. Okay. So okay. so he gets back into the car and he realizes that T Money took the keys. He goes to a pay uh, payphone. Uh, 
he goes to a pay phone, but he's on his cell phone and he calls Noah. <laughs> right. And, he, he, like, he goes into the pay phone to use his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so so he's asking you know if uh, Wade can you know like come and pick him up and uh, him and Noah up and Wade's, uh, Noah's actually at the restaurant waiting for Wade to get there and so Chance goes we could use him for protection anyway isn't he from this area and so Chance uh, <laughs> <laughs> goes, Noah goes Wade is from Orange County and so um, Noah goes, I'll call Ricky. And Chance goes, just tell him to please hurry. Okay, just hang tight, Why says Noah. Why didn't call a cab? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's how you get cabs during this time anyway. I guess he Did didn't he have any cab phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, or his wallet. Or like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You can get okay. your money from the house when they drop you off at the house. Ask one of your friends to look up the cab company number. I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe this- they're in in such hood that nobody's willing to come pick him up there. I don't know. Okay. And so Noah goes, um, so Noah goes, so they split the screen and they call, um, so Chance is called uh, Ricky. I mean, Noah has called Ricky. And so um, Ricky goes, gang central? I ain't going in there. And so, uh, <laughs> and so Noah goes, okay, then I'll go. I'll go myself. And so uh, Ricky clearly getting the sarcasm and Noah's face. <laughs> he goes, on what? Your bike? And so Noah makes his face, which is like clearly like, girl, where, of course, this is why you have to go. And so Noah goes, I'll tell him you're on the way. And so um the next little like scene we're still in Noah's house um with uh Ricky answering the door because there's so Noah doesn't doesn't know that um that Ricky is actually at his place setting up for the surprise party mm-hmm. and so enters right um and so Ricky answers the door and it's the stripper for Noah's party and Ricky doesn't know it's the stripper. He says, you're with the caterers. You're late. Everyone's already inside. And, and so the, the guy goes, no, I'm Tony. Your, your ad called. You said you need a stripper for your friend's birthday party. And so Ricky, realizing that it's trade, um, puts on this really, like, seductive smile Wait. look. But, what? ma'am... <laughs> Well, this man, we've seen him already. Yeah, we've seen him. He's the, he's the one that Alex has been jerking off to. Um. He was the first DL thug lover on Hot Man Booty. Like, there was a on DL Hot thug Man lover Booty. that... that I, I don't know why everybody has the same screen name, but there was a DL thug lover that Eddie fucked around with. And there was the first DL thug lover who was on hotmailbooty.com talking, <laughs> video chatting silently with Alex. <laughs> And so the oh so this actor guy I I think I said this already but we um we locked eyes at Escalitas um it was after Escalitas I don't know how old I was but I remember what seeing name? him and we and we locked eyes and he was giving me you know like he wanted it so I, I every time I see this actor I'm a little oof lesser what could have been okay and so (laughs) (laughs) and so the actor says where can I get changed and so Ricky looks down realizing that he has a special place in mind he says um the bathroom's this way and so he leads him to the bathroom his shirt is is the stripper walks in the doorway and his 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 shirt is ajar and so all you see is light skin titty meat and um can you say that about a shirt (laughs) (laughs) ajar (laughs) 
I would almost wear doors exclusively. <laughs> Girl, let me, let me just search the doors. Let me do what I do. Okay, and so the screen. Okay, go on, poetic license. Okay, the next scene is. Go ahead. Oh, um, um, I like that Tony leaned in like he wanted to, like he was about to uh, kiss Ricky in the doorway. It was like extra as hell. Anyway. Wait, girl, uh, I Noah. didn't mention, oh. I didn't mention Noah is wearing a schmatter. Yeah, that's okay. I, I got it. So Noah, okay. Noah is at the restaurant and here's where we must note that Noah is wearing the sweater that he got from Romeo in the episode where Romeo was introduced and told him told him no I wish you would wear some of my creations and Noah was like I cannot afford your uh, stuff on on my uh, starving artist uh, income and, and um, Romeo said girl take this sweater this is the sweater it's still ugly girl, the anger. Uh, it's very ugly um, anyway it's just like it's, it looks it looks itchy um, so Noah's at this high dinner table at the restaurant which looks like it's just for cocktails um, to be honest, girl, I don't I, see anybody eating here at this table. Yes. Can I interject real quick because this is this is confusing me. So, LA weather. Noah yes. has on I don't a sweater. The women behind him do not have on any garments on their. Maybe their they wore a jacket. They may have come in okay. a jacket. But Tony came in and his shirt know. was a jar. Tony's shirt was a jar. Chance <laughs> um, <laughs> has on a, a heavy um, hoodie sweater. Like, what is LA weather really? I want to know. Like, I'll take okay, the sweater. He just has to wear the sweater. It probably is supposed to be a little bit warmer, but he has to wear the sweater. So <laughs> uh, I feel like this is probably designed by somebody Patrick Ian Pope knows. I feel like it's just all really about his life. Um, anyway, so he's had this high table, which looks like it's just for cocktails as a person that works in a restaurant. Like these high ass small tables are not really for eating dinner, but whatever. Um he's alone he's waiting uh the restaurant has a lot of like brick wall there's like a candle and a red glass on the table there's some string lights on the stairs that lead up to perhaps another level of the restaurant um there are people all around the tables are full the bar has plenty of people at it it's up at the front just to give you a little bit of the setting um he's wearing the infamous sweater and um he's got a binder open um, with the script that he has to edit, you know, Wade's script, bait and switch. He's marking things off with a pen, honestly looking like he hates the whole script. <laughs> um, marking off huge chunks, putting X's through shit. And then he, knows, he notices Wade walk in um, and he slams the binder shut and he hides it. Where? I don't know. Like, do you have a purse? What's happening? <laughs> um, so Wade runs over from the bar and his white button up, um, you know, greeting him, calling him baby, apologizing for being late and kissing Noah on the cheek. And then Noah fires right into, I hope there's no background noise with my dog breathing directly into my face. He's very needy. Um, Noah says, um, you know, it's okay. I've only been waiting for 20 minutes. And then he goes, on my birthday, alone, 20 minutes, on my birthday, alone. <laughs> um, so he's a little upset. And then Wade is not, you know, he's not mad that he's mad. He just says that he's sorry and he's still smiling at him. He's so in love with Noah, actually. And then he suggests that they order quickly because he can't wait to get Noah back to his place so that um, he can make it up to him. And he kisses him on the hand. Um, and I remember now that that implies that they're going to Noah's place. Um, 
And I have questions. Do we ever see Wade's place? I feel like it's never shown. I have no idea. Oh, yes. We Wait, no. Wade's the first place. episode. And yeah. then that's it. And then we never go back there. Do they ever go back there? Mm-mm. Remember? Why wouldn't they go there? His apartment is so nice. I don't know. Maybe they do, and I just don't remember. Anyway. So, um... He suggests they order quickly because there's Noah's hand. Noah looks charmed and a waitress comes over, I guess, to give them menus, like, because they don't have menus yet. And then we cut back to Chance um, at the phone booth. Chance is standing outside of the phone booth looking scared. I can't tell if it's like an actual street, but I think this is a set. Like, it's really kind of weird looking. Um, I don't know. Anyway, he looks scared. Um, he hears a loud bang and then he scurries back into the phone booth and then he scrambles for his phone and places a call. And then we see Ricky's phone. We cut back to the bathroom where Ricky is and we see Ricky's phone um, and it's ringing and it's it's on loud. It's not like vibrating, but Ricky's ignoring it. It's in his pocket, which he's no longer wearing because his clothes are like sitting on the toilet. Um, he's discarded them because he's standing in the tub mostly naked with no running water so I don't know why they're in the tub but standing in the tub with uh, Tony they're both shirtless it's very gay <laughs> you can take the next part um so hold on <laughs> sorry they're in the it's fine <laughs> <laughs> on my birthday, twenty minutes on my birthday. All I right. really like that kiss that they're sharing, Ricky and Tony. Oh. Those are some gay names. My God, <laughs> Ricky and Tony. Yeah, at least it's not Jay. And why? Do, why does one have on one? One has on white underwear. The other one has on black underwear. That's so like. I don't know. I didn't plan it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Ricky and not Ricky, Wade and Noah have arrived at <coughs> Noah's apartment. Noah is um, Noah has something to they tell Wade. Really fast. They did. Um, so Noah has something to tell Wade, and he says, "So Wade, I really have something important I want to talk to you about." And so Wade goes, Shh, "Baby," kissing him as they enter the door. Um, Noah's back is turned toward the door. We enter Noah's apartment. Um, and he is greeted by all of his friends. One in particular is a is a is a Asian or a Latino man. <laughs> <laughs> we have never seen we've never seen Noah with like non because we've never seen Noah's non-black friends and he's just like we <laughs> Why There's would he all know him? People we don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why would he know him? All right. So anyway, they're throwing like bouquets of like confetti, and everyone's throwing him a surprise, and they're saying surprise, and all this is going, and. Wait, Noah is looking like really charmed and like really smitten with Wade to think of this and Wade says happy birthday baby and he gives him a kiss and Alex Mama Bear comes he says surprise and he walks um, Noah away and then um, the car pulls up uh, next scene a car pulls up it's Eddie he picks up Chance um, and Chance asks where's Kenya little Egypt and so uh, Eddie says she's at the sitters. What are you doing down here? And Chance says, "Don't ask." Can you repeat that where where Eddie said that Kenya was? Because you broke up a little bit. Uh, 
Eddie says she's at the sitters. And so he asks, what are you doing down here? And Chance says, don't ask, just drive. And so Which is we're, totally like, fair because fuck Eddie. He don't get to ask no questions. Exactly. You Sorry. team with thug misses, you're gonna get treated like thug misses, bitch. <laughs> and so <laughs> the next scene, <laughs> the next scene is uh we're back at Noah's. Um Eddie and everyone answers this house so quickly. So um Chance and Noah <laughs> Chance, <laughs> Chance and Eddie are, are at the party. Um Noah still has on his sweater. Take the sweater off. Okay, so um, Chance immediately right. comes in. You know, I was thinking about this today because I was listening to another podcast that I love about another TV show. And somebody had a surprise party thrown for them in that episode as well. And I was just like, would I like this? I probably would like this. I think I would love it, actually. But I also would be like, okay, thank you for that grand entrance. I'm going to go change now because I was not prepared for this occasion. I'm going to walk back in and then you take your pictures. <laughs> exactly. I feel like you should change out of that sweater. Exactly. Girl, that party you had for your birthday, I don't even remember what how old you turned, but that party, I really loved that. It was great. Yeah, that was so fun. Oh my god. Yeah, I got so high. Okay, so um so immediately um Chance enters the door and he's like, Where is Ricky? And so um I don't know how they knew this, but the next scene is they're opening the bathroom door. Ricky um, stands and he, his face, uh, Chance looks and his face is mortified. He catches um, mm-hmm. Ricky, he catches Ricky in the, in the tub with all the strippers they're just kissing. And so Chance, um, uh, we get Alex's face. <laughs> there's a new guy in the tub. There's another guy. Oh, yes. There's a, there's, a, there's a third guy in the, fa- in the, in the uh, who's entered the chat. And so um, Alex's face behind Chance is in Alex mutters, damn. And he's looking. It's up to disgust. It's up to disgust, but it's also kind of like, mm, what y'all all going on here? And so <laughs> uh, Ricky's like, um, I can explain. And so Chance gives him the scolding look and he closes the door. And so the next scene is um, Ricky Alex. Such a little bitch. I want to <laughs> talk about it. This is terrible. And What's then he always terrible? just like shrugs and makes that face. Like he does. You let your friends down for sex. I think you need to calm down. You can always call Tony some other time. You can hook up with Tony after you pick up Chance, who is yeah. terrified because he yeah. has respectability problems issues <laughs> he's afraid of the hood like your friend called and asked for you to help him like i it's so gross and he's just like like yeah. oopsie and it's like fuck you you know what you know what i was thinking uh, a lot about this um well i was just thinking about it when i when i watched it when i watched it to um to record my notes is that um i feel like they're so i don't Okay, so I originally had like problems with Ricky being like casted and shamed all the all the time. And then there were moments in it where I kind of understood, okay, this wasn't the moment for Ricky to have sex. Like Ricky should have been there for his friend. And so right. like I understand that there there are moments when, you know, yes, 
open sexuality, but also tame that sexuality. There are moments when you do not have to have sex, girl. Like this was a moment where you mm-hmm. did not have to have sex and you really yeah. let down your friend. It's. I think it's a, a letdown on like the creator's behalf, the, the yeah. writer's behalf maybe, but definitely the creator's behalf because it's like you created this oversexed character um, and you decided to to portray him a certain way like that's up to you there are plenty of um sexually liberated people or non-monogamous people and you could portray them many different ways but what a lot of people do which is honestly cliche at this point um is to portray them like to be really selfish they don't care about anybody else they usually don't care about Mm -hmm. the people that they're fucking very much um Mm -hmm. in terms like their feelings and and interacting with them on um a, a, a considerate empathetic level like Ricky doesn't care about anything mm-hmm. and like it's nice to sometimes have him as the voice that's like you know monogamy is, isn't everything or we don't have to always be monogamous but like he doesn't like he doesn't have any other redeeming qualities or redeeming moments it's mostly just him they're like you you made the one oversex character and then you made them the person who lets down their friends all the time like I get it, you're trying to call attention to something, but there are there are other people who also are very sexually liberated who are not irresponsible in this way, at least not frequently, because you know people aren't perfect. But like he's basically horrible. <laughs> like he's horrible. He's ruining his business so that he could like continue to hook up in the back. How do you not have enough hours to fuck in the day? <laughs> you can do this later. I don't get it. Yeah. You could do this later. These people are near you. It's not like everybody you fucked is about to take off on an airplane. Like schedule. Yeah. It's it's he's a caricature. It's not even like that realistic. I don't know that, that. for a fact actually because I'm not a gay man. <laughs> no, he is a, he but, is a caricature because we don't really get the emotional debt that we need, but also realize that this was only a, a show that only lasted two seasons, so we don't really know what what any of these characters arcs would have been um which is right. you know disappointing the growth, yeah the growth may have been coming yeah if you will but, um, then, but then wait a minute because we know that the show got canceled and then he managed to squeeze out a movie if you know that the movie is going to be the end then you try to get some of that growth depicted in the film well in the film you know we find out that he does have some kind of emotional attachment to Noah um, we don't get to see it oh. play out but yes. yeah and then I think he does feel something for somebody at some point I don't remember who alright well, as we get more and more into the show maybe I'll soften on Ricky but right now I'm just like as protective as I am over chance this is some bullshit <laughs> like, you should <laughs> not let your friends down like this over some dick you know what I have a newfound love for chance I wasn't I have to admit when the show was on I didn't really care for chance all that much and I think it's because of the public perception of like intellectual like gay intellectuals and I didn't know that I was one and so <laughs> I yeah, think I was, chance is you girl <laughs> I think I was afraid of my own image like I really thought that I was out here knowing these streets but I'm really chance and that now like looking back on the show I'm just like wow chance is really the one that I actually admire um, a lot more 
Um, okay, so basically we go back into the living room. Oh my god, Trey looks really fine. Oh my god, is he gay in real life? Oh my god, he's so fine. Okay, so he has on this big light skin smile. I it for Trey at all. <laughs> Trey is fine. Okay, back in the day, I didn't like his face at all. I just liked his body, but now I'm looking at his face and I'm just like, he is fine. This man is fine. Okay, so it's too much um, muscle for me. I actually think um, Guy is fine too. Okay, so um, Ew, Alex. <laughs> That's gross. Guy anyway. used to actually be a model, so he's fine. Okay, he's certified. Um, <sighs> and so. <laughs> Okay, and so um, we're in the living room, and Alex is talking to Noah. He goes, Noah, who is that muscle-bound Negro that's all up in Trey's mug? And so we, we the camera shows Trey and Guy. Wait. Um, wait, wait Trey and Guy. I, what? I keep interrupting you. Did he say muscle-bound Negro or muscle-bound diva? Because I heard it both ways, and I was very confused. On, on the screen, it's written Negro. That's where I got it from oh. the screen. I'm so jealous of you having subtitles. Okay, go on. Yeah, so he says, who is that muscle-bound Negro that's all of Trey's mood? And so he's talking, um, uh, since we got here. And so Noah goes, that's the way his friend guy. No, he's straight. No tea there. <laughs> no tea there. It's, it's the way Noah says it. Like, you guys, okay, I'm, I'm really perturbed with the people who say that this show is not well acted because it really is. Like, it's not supposed to be the drama you thought, like, Moonlight is. Like, there's, there's space for Moonlight. But, like, this was supposed to be something you can actually, like, attach yourself to these characters and learn to learn and grow with them because we had no depictions of like black gay relationships friendships anything so like this was like our baby and i feel like y'all really like ridiculed acting which is like really petty it could have been worse for sure sure could have been it could have been the web series quality y'all get on youtube but i don't see y'all coming for them what's that it's a a lot of them on youtube between women about him <laughs> and all these other um web series i didn't watch about him it was too raunchy it was too raunchy for me um but anyway what? you <laughs> girl <laughs> the queen of raunch yeah so then um trey comes over to alex and he goes hey hey baby guess what uh trey's a got uh, trey's a doctor at cedars he thinks he can what? get me some moonlighting shifts and you repeat what? that you're crackly what did what did uh you know honestly i feel like i'm gonna play this back and it's gonna just be me and you'll probably be clear but just in case okay so trey goes hey baby guess what um he goes to alex alex uh see uh trey's um trey goes guy's a doctor at cedars he thinks he can get me some moonlighting shifts to take off some slack for you quitting your job isn't that great and so Alex goes, whoopee, <laughs> clearly not excited, <laughs> swirling his drink, um, <laughs> swirling his drink. And so Trey goes back. He says, see ya. I don't know. Why Why does he say see ya? See, some of the dialogue is just like too broly. Um, and so. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> and so Alex That's goes. Good. Alex goes, are you sure he's straight? And so, 
And so um, um, uh, as the camera pans around, we're still in the living room. There's an older woman here. Who is that? Is she a mentor? You know, I saw on Twitter, someone said that um, women between a certain age and gay men gay men between a certain age make great friends and I was like oh my god that is so true I had me an old um, a older uh, female Judy that I love and so I wonder if, no- if Noah had that which should have been depicted on the show but here we go um, so uh, T-Money um, <laughs> approaches Chance who was talking to Eddie um, I don't know uh, Oh, I guess, I guess T-Money and Chance were on their way to Noah's place yes. which is I feel yeah like- okay he at least knows that this is where he's going to be. Okay. And so I hope he wasn't there to rob him. You know, my friend got his MacBook stolen with uh, uh with a grinder hookup, and not just a like a one night stand. Like he was hooking up with this guy regularly. He jacked his MacBook. I was like, wow, child, that is crazy. But anyway, um, so <laughs> the girls be the girls be mopping from each other, and so from each other, and so um. <laughs> money <laughs> oh who is this queen with this um <laughs> oh my god <laughs> with this this black white on. we're having so I'm, much I'm, fun okay i'm sorry we haven't we haven't spoken no, to it's, each other it's fine so it's, it's really funny it's, though and so Alex and and um, Chance, oh, wait, 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 wait. Chance and T Money go somewhere private. T uh, Money is wearing his infamous jerseys with no um, no team on them with his with his dog collar uh, chain on it, and he's talking to Chance. He goes, um, "I'm sorry, I just had to make sure you were all right." And so Chance goes, "I'm fine, miraculously." And he goes, what happened? I was I was holding a couple of grams of weed, says T-Money, and I got I already got two strikes. I'm sorry, little C. And so Chance goes, it's Chance, finally recognizing that he is no longer this thug persona, which he started off with. His thug lessons are done. He goes, and you have, you have nothing to apologize for. This was a business deal, plain and simple. I just wanted to prove to myself that there, was not, that there wasn't much of a different divide between the Chance counters. Okay, so it is counters. You was right. That's what I was talking about. Because he said it really okay. clearly in this scene. So I was like, it's definitely oh. So were the police just being like facetious and just like Mr. Collins? No, like, I, think they, Collins? I think they said counter. I think they said counter. Also, right. did you just cover um, um, Eddie saying, that, well, him him talking, never mind, go on. Oh. Oh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, uh, Team Money goes, Ann, did you prove it? And so Chance gets out his wallet and he says, this should cover my the cost of my last lessons with you. And he says, man, yeah. I don't want your money. And he doesn't so answer Chance, the question. And so Chance goes, so what do you want? And so, oh my God, this is the kiss that <sighs> will go down in gay black history. <sighs> it is so rude and so nasty. It's so it's yeah. just a bad angle. It's just okay. So T Money has yeah. very thin. It's not. It's thin. not about like preferences on kissing. Like some mm-hmm. people like a really sloppy kiss. Some people like a really neat kiss. This is just bad. It's just bad. It's just, period. I don't. Now I wonder if T Money was actually like queer and like maybe this was just an acting role. You know, he was just a straight act, a straight guy, and this was his first acting role. And he was like, you know what? I gotta kiss a guy, but I've never kissed a guy. So let me let me make it look right. But don't they do extra takes? Like, why is this kiss in here? And so because. 
because if you look at Chance, Chance is totally comfortable. He's he's leaning in. Um, he's ready to like you know get that get that going. And Team Money is just like struggling. And so, yeah. um, so what and, happens is he like Chance says, "What do you want?" And then Homeboy reaches out, pulls him in for a kiss, right, really aggressively. And I'm interjecting to say Chance does lean in, as you said. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, like, what does the actor for Chance think during this scene? Like, is he mortified that he has to be on screen kissing someone who is so bad at kissing? Like, what I, happened? Honestly, yes, girl. I, and, I, mm, I can't. I, I'm a the kisser. Director. I, I, you have to kiss me right, and I just, I feel like this, this scene would just unnerved me. I would have, as an actor, as a professional, I couldn't do it. Let's describe the kiss so t-money or t-money's actor whichever does this weird thing in which like they're kissing and like it's really just like he puts he puts his lips he folds his lips into chances and then his method of moving the kiss since it is like a makeout kiss and not just like a peck um is to fling his mouth open in a smacking sound and then reunite the lips and then fling his mouth back open and reunite the lips so it's just like this weird like it keeps happening and it's it's like his lower jaw is trying to unhinge itself from his top jaw every time he opens his mouth it's very it's it's a lot um so i'm wondering if like the director tried like if the director was like okay maybe let's do this again let's do a second take maybe kiss more sensually and the guy just kept doing it because <laughs> how do you tell how do you tell somebody okay you look like you kiss real bad <laughs> they probably <laughs> they probably just let it go yeah and anywho, so continued in, anywho so um surprise Eddie shows up Chance goes, um, Eddie, uh, this is my friend, T-Money. Uh, T-Money, this is Eddie. My Eddie goes, boyfriend? And T-Money goes, you mean ex-boyfriend, don't you? And so um, <laughs> Eddie goes, I mean, the one you, the one who picked him up when you left him stranded. And Chance goes, you can debate labels. I'm going to the bathroom. Uh, I love Chance. Oh, my God. That was such a yeah. good one. And so the next Thanks scene, God. the next scene is uh, Wade. Wait. What happened? Sorry, um, I just wanted to note that now Chance. I mean, now Eddie seems to know what happened. So I think that right before the thing that we saw where we couldn't really hear the conversation, right before Team Money arrived at the party, was probably Chance finally filling Eddie in. I don't know if he wanted to or if he felt like he had to, but clearly Eddie is privy to more information now because he's like, "You left him stranded." Blah blah blah. Okay. And, um, right. And so so this is a really cute oh my god, I need to screenshot this. I'm really bad at this, but I should screenshot this. So it's Noah. The next scene is Noah with this ugly sweater and Wade with this ugly shirt. And they're they're sandwiched together. Their faces are like like kind of cherub. They look like two cherub dolls together. And so um yeah, so they're relaxing into each other. Wade's coming into his sexuality. He's finally expressing love for this beautiful man. And he says, and so Noah goes, <laughs> I, I really need to talk to you. Can we go in the bedroom? And so Wade goes, nah, baby, let's go outside. And so uh, Noah's like, outside? We just came from outside, boy? And so he's looking like, what you got outside, buddy? 
<laughs> and so the next scene <laughs> is Chance in the bathroom and it's Ricky knocking. He enters the bathroom. This really confuses me. So um, whenever they someone is in the bathroom, they just enter the bathroom. They don't knock. And so <laughs> okay, yeah, no, okay. So I had a thing about that because um, when they found Ricky... The door wasn't locked. Okay, so I just had a lot of logistics questions in general. Like, if we could just take it back for a second. Like, this is a party. There's probably at least 20 people at this party. So there's probably a line for the bathroom if people have been drinking. Like, maybe a one or two person line for the bathroom. Um, at some point, somebody would have walked in on Ricky in that bathroom if he was in there too long. Because if he's in there trying to fuck, he's taking up the whole bathroom. I don't think that Noah has more than one bathroom, which means people are probably waiting. What happens when people are waiting at a party for the bathroom, eventually, after like two or three minutes of you not coming out, somebody does try the door because they're like maybe there's nobody in there i don't know maybe we're all sitting online for nothing so somebody would have busted his ass i think um and if he didn't lock the door then maybe there is no lock on the door but that is just weird and then i realized there's more than one door to this bathroom there is um we'll see why i'll it, it comes up but no one has weird. a like why is somebody no one has a nice bathroom? little pad he has a nice little little layout i'll say that mm-hmm and mm-hmm. so, so Ricky comes in the bathroom and he goes, oh, and so Chance goes, oh, it's you returning to the scene of the crime, are we? And so Ricky goes, Chance, I'm so sorry. I know Ricky. I know Ricky. So we're cool. Chance goes, as cucumbers. And uh, Ricky goes, what is that, sarcasm? And so Chance goes, you think you can just waltz in here and mumble some half-assed apology and all's forgiven? I needed you tonight, and you completely let me down. And for what? A casual romp with a stripper in the bathroom? Clearly um, trying to get his point across that <laughs> you did something wrong. <laughs> and I Ricky want you to know. Yeah. I want you to know that I'm sitting here gesturing as you read it because, like, I have it bolded where he had emphasized his words. So I'm like, mimicking <laughs> I needed you tonight and you completely let me down. And for what? A casual romp with a stripper in the bathroom. <laughs> You completely let me down. (laughs) And so Ricky has a stupid look on his face and he goes, don't forget the waiter. And so Chance runs out of the bathroom. And so Ricky goes, come on, it was a joke. And so you can't be serious. Not at all. And so and so the next scene cuts and we can see this sweater for exactly the travesty it is. We see Mm -hmm. (laughs) first of all, it's too small. Are you taking all the scenes for the rest of the episode or do I get it? No, no, I'm giving you this. I'm I'm just setting up for you. I'm giving you this last (laughs) scene. <laughs> and so um basically uh Noah and Wade are coming outside and so we see w- a Noah's sweater in full view he has on his boots and his jeans <laughs> and this sweater at the bottom is just oblong it's 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 like uh, I, I don't even know what what cut this is in the in the front so, and on the side <laughs> It's, it's, like okay, well, it's very interesting it's really bad i'm sorry um anyway so uh, noah's coming down the stairs in the exterior of his apartment building um with wade and toe just behind him and noah says tonight has been amazing it means so much to him um he sounds a little somber about it though and they reach the bottom and he faces wade um and noah says 
this is really hard, but, and um, I feel like at this point, as many times as Noah has said that they need to talk, Wade should be really alarmed. Like he's so wrapped up in his, I'm going to say confabulation, even though I've forgotten what that word means. He's so wrapped up in his like birthday planning that he, for some reason, isn't alarmed by his boyfriend telling him time and again, we need to talk about something. We need to talk about something. I would be like, are you dying? Do you have cancer? Did you cheat on me? Like I would have so many questions if you keep saying we need to talk. But Wade is just really wrapped up in the romanticism right now. So um, Wade tells him before he says anything, he should turn around. And Noah's like, huh? And at this point, I'm like, it's a surprise. It's another surprise. Why are you not click? What's not clicking? Um, Wade repeats himself. And then uh, for some reason, Noah sighs and looks down at the ground. I guess he's just like exhausted from like trying to talk to him, but not getting through. Um, and Noah still won't look up. And Wade is just like waiting and smiling like a fucking dork. And then Noah leans his head back on Wade's shoulder. He's turned around. So now he's facing the same way as Wade. But instead of opening his eyes, he just waves. He lays his head back on Wade's shoulder. Um, and then Wade's like, open your eyes. And then there's Noah's car parked at the curb with like uh, a big bow on it. It's filled with flowers. Very romantic. Um, so he bought the car back for him, despite the market price that must have been involved. And despite Noah saying he'd take care of it. Um, <clears throat> so Noah gasps softly and he hugs Wade and Wade says, wait, because he remembers something and he pulls a remote out of his car and turns on the little string lights that are all over the car, which is like, I'm not driving with those string lights on. Who's taking these string lights off? And if you really want to be all like, you know, magically romantic, you'd have left the string lights on. Um, and I say that because I just feel like there's a little part of me that's like, Wade is getting something out of this. Like, look at how great I am. Look at how much I'm doing for you. I want to turn on the lights in front of you. Um, also, the car must not have been there when they got home. So I'm guessing that's why Ricky disappeared for a second after mm -hmm. the bathroom thing mm -hmm. to pull up the car. Anyway. Um, doo -doo -doo. So then some sentimental music plays and Wade finally asked Noah um, what he was going to tell him. And Noah looks like he's going to cry. Like he can't say it now that he has to edit his script, which honestly, they're writers, so they're sensitive about their shit. But I kind of feel like Wade shouldn't care that much because... I would assume you're still going to get paid. And I, I don't know. I know it's your art, but anyway. So, um, so of course, Noah can't say it now. And so he says, I think I love you. It was like a question mark at the end. And Wade goes, you think? And again, I would like to remind these two that they didn't know each other's birthdays. <laughs> but you love each other now. Um, so they kiss and they do look really happy and they're like into it and then flower petals start raining down on them and then the camera slowly pans up and we see Chance and Alex and Trey and Ricky and Eddie, I don't know why Eddie is there dropping the flowers out of a bucket um, which is really sweet and cute and it's cute that they're enjoying watching their friend fall in love um, and then the score is singing that song that all the songs from the show are in my head forever so it starts singing, but I feel love when I'm with you. And then the episode ends, and that's it. <laughs> I want somebody to put a bunch of fucking flowers in the back of my convertible, bitch. You know what I was thinking Ty, as, if you're as listening? Valentine's Day, birthday, Christmas. You know the 
<laughs> what I was thinking as I was watching this uh, is that um, this show kind of so when I was growing up and like the DL phenomenon was like big, a lot of it was like living in secrecy and not, and it was like the secret language that a lot of men shared, but it was just like really underground. And so uh, we didn't have a reflection and I don't think we needed one. Cause you know, we were all DL and you know, we didn't really want to see ourselves because being gay was like, not, you know, it's not a good thing. And I think when the show exposed, like, you know, like now we are on some kind of like representational medium where we have characters and things of that nature. Um, this show kind of like um, gave me an idea of what community could look like. And like there was support for this kind of love because where where else do you see flower petals being like thrown about from like your best friends, you know, as you're as you fallen in love with this guy who just like bought your car. You know what I'm saying? Like where where else could you see an image like that? Um uh mm-hmm. even though people even though people I know were like not all stuck in this DL, like there were men who were living their lives openly and doing that thing. But I feel like for a lot of us, um the phenomenon of of the DL was just like it was huge. Um and I don't even really think it was uh like a See, like the people, people think like the DL is just like gay men sleeping with women and infecting them with HIV. I think that it was, <laughs> I think it was bisexual men who were. I don't even think they were like purposely infecting people with HIV. I just think it it was more of a like of a like um, we did not have the healthcare infrastructure that we needed. We are poor individuals living in society where we don't have the resources available to live the lives that we want to live anyway. And so you have men who have to conform to society's pressures, and you have women who also have to conform to society's pressures, and we're all pressured into these relationships relationships where we have to perform, you know, heterosexuality and that's not all and that's not all of what we are. And so we ended up, you know, you know, expressing our sexualities and, you know, you know, possibly putting each other in harm's way. But I don't think it's as simple and dry cut as like these black men were like purposely having sex with women to purposely infect them with AIDS and to purposely kill kill girl, black people. Like, like, like girl, really? Who <laughs> thinks that that's how that happens? The people do think that. That's what that's where you get like the homophilic and you get like this this I'm sorry the homophilogenda that's where you get like this this because okay so we're in queer spaces so like we're connected to like queer people so that shame of being queer isn't like as pronounced but like in the world where you know like where rap artists are openly like homophobic and like where DL where like people who are closeted live they live in that world where like um you know where people are like you know think like that like they, they think that gay people are like you know nasty um people who are against the family deviant. and deviant and like yeah and they want us dead they don't think that we deserve to live and you know yeah so um yeah that's what i had to say what were your favorite uh, lines <laughs> Um, I didn't write down all of them. I only wrote down one, and now I'm thinking that my actual favorite line is probably 
you need me to break you off some cheddar. <laughs> Especially because, like, I think that, let's say, if we were ever in a situation where, like, you didn't have your wallet or something, but you realized you wanted some ice, iced coffee and we were together, I'd be like, you need me to bring you off some cheddar. Like, I actually am prone to done. repeat that one. You have done. I think exactly. we did it. In, exactly. We've done it in Paris. I think when I didn't have, I think I didn't have, I think we were just saying it in jest when we were getting espresso and you're like, you need me to bring you up some cheddar. And we both just busted out laughing. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so nostalgic for the early years of my like Paris excursion excursions. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Judging you for eating fast food. (laughs) Travel is never gonna be the same after this. Like we'll see. I don't know. But, I'm thinking of taking my mama to uh, Minnesota so we can go to Paisley Park. But I don't, you know, it's like I just got to yeah. buy a gift card or whatever because I can't actually buy tickets because I can't choose a oh, date okay. yet. So I would love to take my mom somewhere. I feel like I don't know that lady, but I need to get to know her. <laughs> yeah, I still have to call her. Um, we're recording um, on Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Well. Um, so, yeah, I should have already birthday. called my mom. I did call, but she was not at home, and I don't have her cell phone. It's complicated. She lives with my grandma, and I usually just call my grandma's cell phone, and then we all talk on that one phone. So I never actually wrote down my mother's phone number. Um, but she was at the black. store, so my grandma was like, <laughs> it is. So she was at the store, and my grandma was like, I'll have her call you back so we haven't spoken yet but yes she's gonna yell at me probably on my call but I'll explain I've had a busy day I'm going to try blue wine uh, probably tomorrow um, Ooh, blue? I picked up blue, blue wine like, is it blue? The color it's blue? blue it's very blue mm-hmm. wow I want to try that um, um, but I my- think I feel like my favorite lines are all of all of Chance's lines, and then um, also you don't even watch TV. And today, I think I'm going to learn how to roll a blunt. Um, that was my favorite. Yeah, and that's then, the one I wrote down. And then and then just hit me on my celly. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. This one Loki has so many. Yeah, it really did. We did we, we didn't get like a lot of like singular dialogue like where they were just like talking to each other, but we did get like a lot of like good dialogue. Get like heavy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely um you don't even watch TV. Or like honestly my favorite and Loki, like I think about it when I when somebody does something that's like mean to me and they say they didn't mean to. Um you, you didn't even mean it or whatever Noah said like when Wei was like I didn't I'm not trying to be mean and he's like you're not even oh, yeah. trying yeah I that's do a, that that's too a really good I comeback. do that one I do that one I was like you weren't even trying <laughs> yeah, like 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 it's so it's like you were oh so you were so good at being mean effortlessly it's like a really good comeback actually and his face when he said it oh my god Noah really can act with his lips like better than Carrie can act with her teeth <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so, watching YouTube. Um, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was watching YouTube. No, no, I don't remember what I was okay. I was watching YouTube and they were doing a tour of like Carrie Washington's like apartment in New York City. Oh my fucking god. Why did I watch that? Jesus. So beautiful. 
Her man is gorgeous too. It hurts. Is he what? Um, he's gorgeous too. He, uh, yeah, he's black. He's Nigerian. He's a football player and an actor. He wants to act. He should act. He came to Whole Foods once and Whole Body. Mm -hmm. He, um, he. So he came into Whole Body, and I was I was walking, and he like looked at me, and I like looked at him, and at first I was like, does he think that I know who he is? And I was like, because I know who he is, and or (laughs) or or is he like looking at me because he had like this face on? I was just like, why is he looking at me like that? But it was weird. So um, he was like, is this you know the thing where they 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 did when the store wasn't connected to the what's the name? So he was like, is this? I was like, no. No, it's next door. You got to go outside. So, I, so maybe it was that. Maybe it was that because he was like, "What the fuck? Where's the grocery store?" Yeah. But I was like, "Oh my god, this carries boo." Mm, mm, mm. Get me a Nigerian. Okay. Go ahead, girl. I wonder if this is the only episode in which I'm going to actually be like into Wade. And I don't. I don't really know if it was like a genuine feeling, but I was like in the car, especially when he wrote that check. I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, Wade. He was giving you daddy all throughout this episode. He was giving yes. you a lot of. Like when, when like, he came into Noah's apartment and picked him up or whatever, it was cute. Mm-hmm. It was Noah really had a cute, cute little hair. It was so cute. Like so many moments. You see what I mean? Like so oh, many God, moments. Do do trade, you know, such as Wade himself, do they actually like discover strongly about a man and then be very nice to a man and like be sweet like is that a thing they do (laughs) child that ain't never happened to me that ain't never happened to me but it has happened (laughs) I feel like it's a Um, little unrealistic I don't know my little thug boo he met somebody and was in a relationship with him and um, then I think the guy had cheated or did something to him and they broke up and he was like that's the first guy like I ever like kissed and like I was eating him out and like I was doing all this other stuff and I was, I was being real romantic he was cooking for him and buying him birthday presents I was like oh wow and I never got any of that I was like feeling like Issa Rae I was like wow <laughs> like, <laughs> so like I said it's never happened to me I don't know what it is about me I don't give a trade tea um, I guess but it has never happened to me but it is known to happen to, to fall in love and okay. you know, do all of that do all of that fine maybe maybe you have to be light skinned I don't know <laughs> so that's it for the episode as we cover the next one um what what this is a weird place to leave off. <laughs> is it? I'm not. I'm not finishing an hour recording. I'm just saying that's all we have to say oh. about this episode because oh, we're clearly tan- being tangential right now. Oh, oh yes, um, yes, yes, yes. So that's um, it for nothing going on with rent. Next week's episode is writing to reach you. Oh, this is another. I don't favorite remember what that was about at all. This one is up on you. This one is up on. I know what it's about, but I, you know, I don't. Let me see. Oh, this is when we meet Juanito. So actually, no, I hate this because I don't like Juanito. Who? <laughs> Juanito. Did you say who? Oh, okay. First of all, yes, I did say who because I don't remember. And I Isn't love... Um, 
I'm saying Juanito. It's, it's it Janito. Janito. That's why, because it's Janito, and I just don't really remember if he said it right. He he is um what's his what's the actor's name? Wilson, Wilson Cruz. Cruz. I love Wilson Cruz. I love Wilson Cruz too, but I don't like Juanito. Janito. I, I wonder if I can watch. Because you're racist. I wonder if I, I, wonder if I could watch um my so-called life over. I wonder if that's on the internet. Oh, he, he was, was on a queer that. character on that. He was a queer character yeah. on that. Yeah. Yes. Paving the way, okay? Paving the way for so the girls. Marco, Marco on Degrassi could run, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he has, he has nice pets to this day. To this day. I think he's in his And one time, back when I used to go to Pride, I was at Pride, and he was on a float, and he waved at me specifically. Oh, really? So really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love icon. He saw you. Wait, did you see that picture of him recently yeah with his pecs out he was great yes my Given god daddy. with the Given yes, daddy. with the great hair and everything uh-huh. is tight and right and ooh yes i want see that's how i want to look when i'm when i'm daddy status i want to have the boobs right and i want to have the gray right you know i just want to look good i just okay. want to look good and that's so, exude sensuality and sexuality at that age. So going back, this is what I was talking about when I forgot. I was like, oh, Ricky does, I think, at some point, like, supposedly fall in love or something. It's coming up really soon. It's coming up, like, next episode, um, where they try to make him finally feel something for somebody. I don't know. I feel like Ricky's character is so one-dimensional. It's like they sold his actor short. They did. They didn't give him a a lot to work with. But, you know, it's okay. You know, as a hoer, I felt slighted because, you know, I needed hoe representations, you know. As a hoe. Just saying. Um, so, yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add or say or, you know, elucidate on? No. No. I'm good. I'm gonna go hit the the editing the editing hey. Okay, I'm gonna be working. God, I think I'm gonna work at nine. If I don't work at nine, I'm probably gonna work in the morning. Okay with your family? Everything's good with my family. I I actually I snuck out of the house and I went home uh, just for a, a day to see my mom. I haven't been home in four weeks, and I just wanted to see my mom and know all of them. And I went. And I saw the babies. My babies were there. I saw them. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, everything's fine. My dad said that he went and got tested and that he's not positive for the virus. And I was oh, to myself, good. I was just like, why though? Like, you don't have any symptoms. I don't know why you got tested. Just stay in the house. Like, if you like, why? <laughs> but he said he went to a a, a drive up facility. Um, and he was like, you should too. And I'm like, again, why? I'm still gonna stay in the house regardless. I'm not. It's not like right now. I feel like I'm not sick, so I'm staying away from people. I'm gonna stay away from people regardless. So just stay ass in the house. But I, so, I guess your daddy is. <laughs> A Virgo. Yeah, he is. And he's very like just like active. I found out well, I already knew what my um chart is, you know, where my placements are. But um I've been reading Shawnee Nicholas's book and you have it too. Um, I'm I have finding it. out I have it, girl. I have it. 
I feel like the worst person on earth. My uh, <laughs> my Venus being in Virgo is really like harmful, as well as like the fact that I'm a Libra rising. So my ascendant ruler is Venus, and my Venus being in Virgo is like really, it's just like not conducive. Like Venus and Virgo don't go together, and it's just like I, it just makes so much sense about why it's so hard for me to just enjoy things and be in love and all of that. But like. Oh, this book is basically think, just dragging me to hell. It's dragging me. I think my my Libra is in. Uh, I'm, th- I'm my my Libra. My Venus is in Libra. <laughs> okay. Well, also, it's just more significant for me because my rising is in Libra, and the planet that rules your rising like has more significance. It's hard to explain, but like it 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 matters doubly for me because it's not just my Venus, but also my Venus rules my ascendant and it's it's just a lot. But anyway. Yeah. I'll be fine. She's dragging me on a daily basis, but I'll be fine. I think I'm gonna switch to um continuing the Game of Thrones series after this as far as my reading goes. We'll see. Okay. I, order a book. I don't I don't usually pay for books that often. I usually just utilize the library, but I guess it's these are the times in which I must. I've actually started working on my novel. Um I plan to have it done by twenty twenty five. So I plan to have an agent and all of that by twenty twenty. Uh twenty twenty. So who's writing your forward? <laughs> Um, you can if you want, Charles. Actually, that's cool, not because I don't want to like write, write, but I like you know that's still one of my metiers. So I'm trying to. That's not. I, I said that wrong. I don't. I, that's not like something I should like just roll away. I mean, I want you to write the forward. You can actually write that forward for okay. me and just like do like sure. judge me up, judge me up, like you know, give me, give me, you know, talk about my influence on like how to be Terrell and like what mm-hmm. I was to like. The community, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. mm-hmm. true. Yeah. and like you know, okay. write me down the history. I said this before. <laughs> I got published that one time, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. But writing Why? is the thing that I connect with. Why? Because it was. I hate writing. I know that all writers hate writing, but I hate it. <laughs> It gives me anxiety. I don't like it. I don't feel good when I write anymore. And there's stories that are still in my mind where I'm like, I didn't finish that. And it really feels like it should be finished. But I also don't want to be the one that finishes it. Like, I don't want to do it. So maybe give it a few more years. Maybe once I'm actually a sommelier and I'm done studying and I'm just enjoying wine and all that stuff. Maybe. But I can't. I can't. But but I love your writing. It makes me angry. I love that hoopty. I don't love that hoopty. You love that hoopty. That's another good line from the episode. All of Chance's lines. And also, like, is his convertible really a hoopty? It looks nice. It looks like a fixed up vintage, but my convertible is a hoopty, so who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like your car. I like your hoopty. Swoop me up. Didn't so I say like, that? It, it, Didn't I say so... that when you got the car? I was like, swoop me up in your I, I love this. <laughs> I, I love it too. I really do love my car, but it doesn't have any of the modern fixins. You know, it doesn't have oh. like the Bluetooth and whatever after my attachments for that. So it's just sort of like you this is definitely a hoopty. Can't you upgrade it. that? Save your money and I upgrade that. I think it's probably that. really expensive. Probably. It's, it's probably really expensive though. I just got an adapter so I could put you know my radio on the my my phone on the radio, but. Other than that, girl, I don't know. I don't have time. I don't drive enough for me to really put enough thought into it. Yeah, into, yeah, okay. Well, when but we yeah. start going anyway. across country into Canada and all of that, we will think about it. I know. I said I was going to drive so much and do road trips, and now I'm just like, oh, girl. <laughs> 
All right, child. Um, I will talk to you later. Thank you all for listening, all seven of you. I don't know how many of you are listening to this. I always say seven. Let's just go with seven. (laughs) Okay. All seven of you. Hopefully, it's um, Patrick and Polk and the girls. Hopefully, you guys are listening to us. Dissect your beautiful show. We love it so much. (laughs) Much homage. Signing off. See you next week. Bye,